Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Welcome to the 590 High School Sports Show. Here's your host. Powered by Texas Podcast Media. Craig Irwin. Toby Tolles. And Trent Hart. And good evening. Welcome to the 590 Sports Show. Craig Irwin, Trent Hart, Toby Tolles. We know he we know he's not missing. Well, he wasn't missing over the weekend, Trent, but he's missing once again on a Monday night. And uh, so Toby's out this week unless he comes sliding in. If he does, then uh, I guess we'll let him get on the podcast with us. Just just an absentee podcast host is all he is these days. Uh, wants to give his two cents when he texts us after we make our podcast and uh, then just doesn't show up the following week to back up all of his BS that he likes to spill throughout the weekend. I know, I know. I, I I just I don't know what to think about him, but you know we'll we'll get it figured out. He'll he'll get it. He wants to move it to Tuesday nights. He he's going to blame he blames Monday nights on work, and uh, we'll let him. You know, just we'll let him use that. I know what happened a couple of weeks ago. We run really late, didn't get out of here till eight o'clock, <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's what it is. But when you get into the hot box here at Texas Podcast Media. You you just never know how far things are going to go. You know what I'm saying? No, we can we can go for half an hour, or we can go for an hour, or you know, two hours. It, it just sometimes just goes that way, and uh, you you've got to pre- be prepared to sacrifice to the cause you of have Texas to. high school football. You have to, and especially getting down into the regional finals, which is what we're going to dive into this week, but. We had some really good semifinal matchups this last week, and I just want to thank our sponsors real quick. Uh, first and foremost, Randy's Rubs. It don't suck, y'all. Go see them at randysrubs.com and on Amazon. They're at both places. Got a great little – I shared it to my – did you see it? I shared it to the social media page. They got a, they got a gift pack for Christmas. So uh, get in there and um, – Go to randysrubs.com. It's a three-for deal. Comes in a little gift box. Great Christmas present. So uh, be sure to uh, go check our good friends out at Randy's Rubs. And then Bullfrog Environmental. Don't want to forget those guys coming on wintertime. Going to be getting some rain. If you got construction going on at your place, you need some erosion control, go hit the guys up at Bullfrog Environmental. You can find them there on our on the web as well, bullfrogenvironmental.com. And or... You can give them a call. Let me pull that phone number up as I'm not prepared, but it won't take me just a minute to get prepared. But you can give them a call at 936-672-3744 there at Bullfrog Environmental. And let's not forget our good friends over there at Anawak Sports Live. And then that's what makes up the 590 Sports Show. But we have some big news this week, Trent, as... We're going to dive into it later on. Don't want to give it away, but we're going to uh, 
a bucket list stadium this week. Yeah, when to uh, when we get down when down to that particular game, we'll we'll, we'll reveal it. Uh, well, although, if you would have been paying attention uh, to some of the the rumblings on the social media pages, you probably already know. Probably do, but a big time bucket list stadium. I'm super excited about this. And uh, to be able to go down there, go up there to this stadium and and do this game as well as it's going to be a really big game. Uh, So I'm super, super stoked about it. But if you're interested in picking up a sponsorship, you can email Trent at AnawakSportsLive.com at gmail.com. And uh, he'd be glad to uh, help you out and uh, hook you up and you could help us pay the bills getting up there to where we're going. Going to be a big game. And, and, uh, like I say, as we progress on, we're tonight, we're going to talk about it. We're going to unveil. I've done some TikToks and everything else about it. So, uh, super excited. So, uh, we had a really, really, really awesome semifinals week. We really did. Really good football across, games. Across every every division, honestly. Yeah, we went and did a couple games out of Region 1. You and I did up there. Went to Crowley ISD Stadium. We'll talk about that as we as we progress on. But try to stay relevant right here into Region 3 as much as we can right now. The biggest game, I think, the biggest anticipated game out of Region 3 that was being played all the way down at the Alamo Dome was DeSoto and Willis. And and if you'll remember, we were in Willis last week or the week prior doing the, the Shepherd-Franklin game. And, right. And uh, I was talking to some of the Willis folks, and they were like, they were bragging. They were 12-0 and 0 and everything. And, and, and they've had a good year. And first time out of the area round of the playoffs since 93. But uh, DeSoto. I told them I felt like that their defense was giving up too many points per game to be able to keep it a competitive game against DeSoto. And uh, that's when you end up, you ended up being right on the money with it. I I did. And so we'll mark that down as a right column, correct? That one of of the, one of the, the the many wrongs that we've had this year. So we got this one right. I got this one right on my on my side. So, but DeSoto defeats Willis sixty five thirty one was the final there. So, wasn't nothing special. I mean, I think we, you, myself, Toby, we all kind of had the same mindset on that game, and, and thought that's exactly what was going to happen. Even though we knew how good Willis really was, and. You know, I, I get a kick out of – I watched a, a TikTok today and a guy was re- recapping some scores and stuff from, from over the weekend and talking about the historic and uh, wonderful season that, that Willis had. And they did. They had a good season. I'm not taking that away from them. They, they won their district. They went undefeated on the season. But I just knew whenever they got to the caliber of DeSoto, they haven't played a team the caliber of what DeSoto was. No, no, they hadn't. They hadn't seen a team like that all year, and, and it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that it, it it showed beyond belief, but I mean it did. It showed that uh, Soto is the real deal, like we knew that they were. Um, I think it was the Duncanville that uh, that stamped DeSoto's ticket into everybody's consciousness. You know, like hey, this this team needs to be looked at. This team is the is the business. 
And uh, that's exactly what they took care of was business against Willis. Well, and that's the thing is, is is they went in there and they've done that week in and week out, right? They they capitalized on some turnovers against Duncanville and was able to get that win against Duncanville. But but here you are, you know, you're in the heart of of the playoffs, and this is when you got to play flawless football in in a sixty five thirty one score. Uh, you know, it kind of concerns you that DeSoto gave up some points, right? Uh, as many points as they did, but they've done that. But their offense has been high caliber and been able to put up a, a bunch of points all year long. So yeah. uh, go ahead and mark Willis off. If you have Willis going on your bracket to the state championship game, you can go ahead and scratch that out because uh, that's not going to happen. And, and I know there's a few people out there that did. I wasn't one of them. Um, I actually got DeSoto going all the way to the state championship game and winning it once again. So we'll we'll see. We're just a couple weeks away from that on the road to Jerry's World. But uh, another game that I wanted to touch on was uh, out of Region 3. Big game. And I think this one was really a surprise for all of us, right, was the Cuero-Jasper game. And Jasper gets oh, the was- win 28-7. to over Quero. That was beyond huge. I mean, as far as uh, Southeast Texas football is concerned, because I don't think anybody besides maybe the Jasper faithful was giving Jasper the win before that game was played. Well, and you go back um, and I know you look at wasn't. you go back and you look at this. Hampshire Finette beat Jasper, right? Back in district play, Hampshire and and Jasper. That was their one loss until they the final game of the regular season whenever they lost by one point to Silsby. So Jasper suffered two losses in district, and and that's what matters, right? So they, they suffered two losses, one of them to Hampshire Finette and one of them to Silsby. Hampshire Finette gets knocked off by Quero, and that's just how much better Jasper has gotten throughout the, you know, as they've gotten yeah. into the postseason. And we talked about it peaking at the right time and, and playing really good football. That's what Jasper's doing right now. Um, looking very forward to the matchup that they got coming this next week. And, and just their scores are side by side. But one that I kind of seen but didn't see, Belleville defeated Silsby 61-7 to in that football game. And, and I'm going to say this. I, I've watched Jasper and I've watched Silsby. And uh, at the same time, and, and Silsby's a good football team, but I felt like that they were ranked really high in in the in the state rankings. I felt like that they were ranked really high off of one player and history, right? Um, yeah. Not taking anything away from Silsby, they're a good football club, but um, maybe a little bit of over overrated yes. coming in the things and. Kind of a little overhyped, perhaps. Uh, but you look at Jasper, and we said this, you know, after we got done with our game Friday night, that how close Jasper played both Silsby and Hampshire Finette. And, you know, it, it was it was a close, you know, within one score, I think, on both. And, you know, Jasper, like you said, getting hot at the right time. Both of those games ball, went to overtime. Both of those games went to overtime. Hampshire and Finette they might beat have ja- if you if you if you look back at it. I, I, I'm almost positive. I know Hampshire Finette beat Jasper by a field goal, and then Silsby they beat them by one in overtime. 
So yeah, that but, sounds right. So Jasper's right there in that mix, and it was one of them deals. It's like you, you're. It's probably the most really and truly powerful district as far as your top three seeded teams in the state, in my opinion. And I'm not just saying that because it's down here in region region three in Southeast Texas. I'm just saying that it was really, it was a tight game. All three of those games are really tight and could have went either way. I mean, that's a, that's a holding call away from changing the outcome of the game. Yeah, and I just looked at it, confirmed. I mean, a three-point field goal for for Hampshire for that, and that loss. One point at, uh, when they played Silsby for that particular loss, they played uh, Franklin, which was a two-touchdown game. Um, but that was really early in the season. Um, otherwise, I mean, it just seems like they have found their groove at the right time and going into the playoffs, and that's the time to do it. No, I agree with you. And they got a big matchup this week against Belleville. And we're going to, we're going to elaborate on that as, as we get into, uh, to the regional final games, another big game out of region three, not out of a district close, really close to us, but, but it is an area game, Columbus and Lorena. And if you put Lorena on the map this year was they defeated Franklin earlier on in district. Right. So, right. Columbus and, and, and Lorena matchup up in Hutto Friday night, 42-21 final over there. Lorena gets the win. Not a, I mean, it is a surprise because I, I really thought – and I even I even put it in writing out there on a page, and uh, I'm catching some flack over it, is uh, <laughs> I, I thought Columbus was going to beat Lorena, and Lorena, I thought Columbus could beat Franklin. And, and that was just my opinion. And, and I felt that way even after watching Franklin play and seeing the stable of horses Franklin has. Uh, but it's hard to judge a team like Franklin. And, and they can look – a team can look really, really, really good against a really mediocre football team. And that's what we have when oh, yeah. we got to see Franklin and Shepard play. Uh, not taking anything away from, from the Pirates. You know, a, a historic season for them. First time ever getting to the area round in eleven man football, and uh, getting to see you know getting to see them and getting to call that game uh, a couple weeks ago over there at Yates Stadium and Willis was a big deal uh, for me as well, especially with the relationship that I have with Coach Robinson there in Shepherd. But um, with all of that being said, uh, a a really good football team can look way better against a, a mediocre football team. And, and that's what we seen uh, a couple weeks ago when we seen Franklin and Shepard play, in my opinion. Well, I mean, you're, you're going to get a rematch and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth there in a little bit too, about all these, uh, these district rematches that we're seeing here in the, in the regional final games. But uh, you know, Maybe Columbus is one of those those teams that kind of similar to Silsby, a little overhyped, a little overrated, especially uh, when you know Columbus jumped to that uh, top of the the rankings. Um, but we all knew that Lorena and stopping that win streak of Franklin, they were they were a team to really be reckoned with too, and they showed it. I mean, forty two to twenty one. I mean, that's a I mean, they, they went in there and took care of, of Columbus handedly. Yeah, that was, that's not no mediocre. That's not no blowout football game. That's the kind of games that we like to call, that like to, we like to be a part of. And, and that's a tight, 
that's a tight, good, tight football game. But moving over to the other side of that, Franklin defeats Little River Academy 52-27 was the final there. Um, one just out of our reach, but we talk about Winsboro throws a 70 spot up against Whitney. 72-17 was the final there in 3A Division One. Winsboro getting that win. And, and if y'all listen to the podcast, y'all know why we bring Winsboro up. We got to gotta show a little favoritism for old, old Joe up there in Winsboro. Yeah, we show a little, little, we show a little Grimes love over here every once in a while. We'll, we throw him a bone. You got to throw uh, him he a may bone. Not de- he, he may not deserve that bone all that much, but uh, we throw it to him. We throw it to him every now and then. Every, every old dog needs a bone. And, and by God, we're going to help old Joe Grimes out a little bit. If if y'all don't know, if y'all listen and y'all don't know Joe Grimes, y'all just go jump into his DMs on social media just to kind of give him a hard time. So uh, another game, Newton and Harmony went the other way a year ago, but Newton gets the win over Harmony. 54-24 was the final there at Abe Martin Stadium in Lufkin. And uh, so Newton moving on to face Dangerfield this week in the regional finals. Love Lady going to get a rematch that they were looking for as they defeated Tenahaw last week. 50-14 to 14 was the final there. And uh, Love Lady continuing on in fine fashion with what they do. So uh, good to see them get the win. There's a lot more games, and we're going to cover some more. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're about 15, 20 minutes into this deal. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more scores and talk about some traditions. And um, what is a high school tradition that you remember the older ones, right? Like you and I, Trent, that, that we did. We're going to talk about traditions and something that we got to see this weekend uh, at the games that we were we went and did. So uh, we're going to take a break here on the 590 Sports Show you're listening to on Texas Podcast Media. We'll be back right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. And welcome back to the 590 Sports Show powered by Texas Podcast Media and your good friends at Randy's Rubs and Bullfrog Environmental along with Anawak Sports Live. Craig Irwin, Trent Hart in the hot box here at Texas Podcast Media. Semifinals, regional finals, traditions. Got a lot more that we're going to talk about here in the uh, second part of this show, Trent, as we were running down scores in the last segment talking about some games. Um, you know, just kind of, I don't want to run through all of them because it kind of makes for a long night and we got a lot of stuff that we can talk about, but kind of in our area, C King falls to Fort Bend high tire up in six, a 28, 32, 31 was the final there. Fort Bend high tire moving on. Um, as we roll on drop down to five, a, uh, college station, A&M consolidated defeated Cedar park. 
44-20, to 20, and we'll talk about their matchup that they have in the regional finals here in a little while. Longview falls to Lancaster, 27-24, up there in deep east, northeast Texas. Uh, they're in 5A Division I. 5A Division Two. if you scroll through and you look at the scores here, big game for uh, Huntsville is they defeated Richmond Randall. 14-13 to was the final. And they got a huge matchup this week as we got to watch. We had time in between our games, and we got to watch um, the PNG Montgomery Lake Creek game and an interception late in the game. And it, was it did not disappoint either? No, it didn't. It was, I mean, it it was it was back and forth. I mean, it was say back and forth. Uh, you know, PNG uh, led a good portion of that football game. But, uh, no, it was – I mean, I, that was one game. If we weren't calling up, uh, you know, up in the Metroplex, that was one of the games that we we probably would have been at. No, most definitely it would have been. And, and you know, even thinking more so with the NFHS network, we, we could have set up at somebody's house. Of course, we love going to the games because of the atmosphere, but we could have set three screens up at, at somebody's house and watched foot, high school football all day long. Friday after Thanksgiving had leftovers and, and watched some really good football and never left the comfort of our own home. Uh, well, the beauty, the beauty of modern technology, you know, we, who, who, who would have thought like 20 years, 10, 15 years ago that we could be sitting here talking on zoom about Texas high school football and talking about at the same time, being able to watch Texas high school football all day, sitting on your couch. Yeah. It, it just didn't, wasn't, wasn't a thing. And I told you, you were crazy. Yeah, I would have told you the same thing, right? Is because you just, you wouldn't ever thought that, you know, especially whenever my broadcast career started, you know, 17, 18 years ago. I mean, it wasn't nothing but a radio broadcast and you have one or two little internet broadcasts and that's it. And, and obviously I still do the radio and now doing internet as well. Uh, on, you know, with you there in Anawak Sports Live and the NFHS network, being able to make all of that work together you know, so people can stay home and watch that game. But that final in that yeah. Port Natchez Groves and uh, Montgomery Lake Creek game, 30-27 to 27 was the final there. They're going to have a shootout this week against Huntsville. Uh, we'll just go ahead and let it out. It's at NRG Friday night at 7 p.m., so really big game for those yeah, two teams. Didn't, didn't find out that location until around, around noon. I can't remember when I texted you. Maybe it was like right before lunchtime. Yeah, uh, it was. They were they were they were holding out for that that big stadium, and I and I, I understand it to to that point. I mean, PNG has a very large following, uh, and for those that don't know, uh, they were putting PNG fans. There was overflow, and they were having to put them. It was standing room only, and have, you know, some of them went and sat on the other side, even uh, just to accommodate them. You know, that was an uncomfortable feeling for. For the Montgomery Lake Creek, I mean, because you know they had a big following too for, for right. right there, but they've never experienced Texas high school football until they stepped on the field with with Port Natchez Groves, and, and they got Man. they got as advertised, right? Is yeah. we've been talking. I mean, we t- we've talked about PNG all year long, and and they got that plus some uh, with uh, with that deal. Friday night. Uh, let's talk about another yeah. game. And, and, and we could run down all these scores. And if you don't know them yet, here was another good one. Kilgore defeated Neville in 4A Division One, thirty-five fourteen 35-14 was the final there. 
But you and I made a trip up to the Metroplex. We'll start off with the two A game that we did, two A Division One. Okay, right. We start there. We'll start. We'll start with that. We'll go all the way down. Marlin versus Tioga. Okay, Tioga, and your research really helped our broadcast tremendously, right? Because Tioga, what a lot of people don't know, is from 1950 to 2018, Tioga was playing six-man football. Yep. And it after 2018 alignment, so they went to 11-man and had only been to the area round of the playoffs in 11-man. So this was their first trip to the regional semifinals as a football yep. team, 11-man football team. So they make the trip over there to Crowley ISD Stadium. And let me tell you something. Super nice facility. Whenever I pulled up there and I seen the Jumbotron outside of the stadium, I was like, "Yeah, that's what's up. This is pretty neat. And uh, we got up there. And Trent, we, we talked about it in our broadcast, but some of the best camera work that that we've been able to have all year long. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that was the first time that, uh, I've been at a stadium and been able to tap in to, um, the camera feed that is actually at the stadium. I've seen it done multiple times, whether it's at, uh, at Katie or at NRG and, and, you know, some of these bigger venues, but this was the first time that I had been able to do a live stream and be able to tap into those camera feeds and, uh, kudos to the, uh, the administration and the, uh, the, the crew that was there that helped us get that set up. But no, it was a phenomenal job. Uh, just the camera work alone and being, you know, able to sit there and watch them uh, do the replays on the spot, uh, have different angles from each end zone, uh, the overall top view. I mean, it was, it was just awesome to have, um, you know, not knocking our, our camera people over here, especially my, my wife and my my child that's helped me throughout the the season, and of course Terry Fortenberry, who who helps us all the time either. But uh, no, it's uh, you know those those guys they're they're professionals. They they work for uh, I believe the Texas Rangers, the Dallas Mavericks, and even do some Cowboy games up there in the Metroplex. I mean, it's uh, they they were nothing short of uh, some of the best that I've seen. Uh, but uh, the stadium itself, like you said, was a, a phenomenal stadium. Uh, the way it was designed, the way it was li- laid out, uh, lower level from 15-yard to 15-yard line, and then the upper level from, I think it was from 30 to 30, um, and then that press box, the way it it was more vertical, and you didn't seem like you were in the nosebleeds in that press box. It seemed like you were more down on the field um, than what you would be in some of these other stadiums that you and I have been to. We've commented on them where you can't see numbers, you can't make out exactly what's going on in the field so you have to watch the monitor that wasn't the case at crowley isd stadium no not at all i mean you you could see good you could see the numbers on the field it, it made the broadcasting easier uh for us you know um i was still able to look at the monitor and, and i've i that's new to me because i do radio broadcast there on 102.3 the eagle out of livingston so i'm used to doing having to be able to see I don't get the luxury of that instant replay and or having a monitor to look at normally whenever I do a game so whenever I get in the booth with you and I do have a monitor sitting there that I can look down I've, I've learned over the last last year and now this year 
to uh, cheat a little bit and look down at that monitor sometimes when I need some help because my eyes are a little bit older than what they were, uh, you know, a few years ago, and I got to wear these glasses. But a uh, super nice facility. Our, uh, the hospitality was good. They were more than helpful with everything we needed up there. So uh, hats off to the fine folks up there at Crowley ISD Stadium and what they had set up staff-wise. And, uh, I mean, just super accommodating. It brought pizza in uh, for us to snack on, had sweet tea and, okay. and drinks. It was uh, it was a good deal. We surely enjoyed it. Good football game to call as well. Uh, got to call this Marlin Tioga game. 46-14 was the final. You know, didn't know anything about either one of them teams other than the notes that you had ga- given me whenever we got in there and and uh, or had emailed me, I guess, in, in – uh, learn a little bit about Marlin and, and very, uh, a real balanced football team is what Marlin was. Yeah, they, they really were. I mean, the pass versus the run, they kept it very, very equal. Um, at the end of that game, um, I think, uh, Marlin got on top so much cause they, they had so many t- turnovers. Tioga did. And, uh, I think Tioga, there was that nerves of being in that, that, uh, Big time football game for the first time in the eleven man football for them, uh, kind of got the best of them, uh, but nonetheless an historic run for them. Uh, but Marlin, their history much more in depth than you know eleven man football than Tioga's was, and I got a long history and tradition over there in Marlin. Uh, but them coming on top, forty six to fourteen, will set them up in the in the regional final or the quarterfinal, however you want to put it. Uh, against Toler and two uh, two winners of that district of five and eight. Uh, going to keep an eye on that game just because, you know, we did that Marlin game and it's going to be, you know, interesting to see how they shape out, uh, you know, going forward and hopefully they make it to AT&T Stadium. Definitely want to put that on the bottom of the screen whenever we're at the game that we're going to go to uh, Friday night. And uh, so it'll help us be able to scoreboard watch a little bit better while we're doing that game. Another game uh, before we jump into the final game that we went and did was uh, probably the lowest scoring game in the regional semifinals overall. Stephenville defeated Salina 7-3 to three was the final in that football game, and that's in 4A Division One. And I just wanted I, – I was scrolling up and I was, I was going into the game that you and I did, the second game. And I wanted to bring that game up because Stephenville defeated Salina 7-3. And as you go through, and I looked at all the scores going through over the weekend, that was the lowest scoring playoff game all weekend long. And I, I yeah, just I, felt like I needed to bring that up. Well, and I had that I had that game, I think, on the bottom of, on our ticker when we were doing the, the, the yes. late game that we were doing. And um, – I was staring at it because I felt like it was wrong the entire yes, time. Yes, it's like we're uh, watching baseball. Yeah, I was like, "There's, there's no way that that score is like that." And I can only imagine the the defensive battle that was that was happening between uh, Stephenville and Salina. Uh, but Stephenville, yeah, number five ranked team most most of the season over there in four A in Region Two. And uh, like you said, you bring up that game to bring up the game that we were at. The game that we were at, really big game, a really fun game to call, is the Brownwood-Springtown game. And uh, that was a 7 o'clock kick for us there at Crowley ISD Stadium. 
and really a good football team. And your son, Tyler, kind of called the tempo of that game before it ever got started. As we were watching the PNG game, getting ready to go into the pregame, I, I said, all right, guys, what's y'all's opinion? And Tyler pretty much laid it out for us. And he yeah, was he almost spot on. Yeah, I mean, it started off kind of slow. Uh, Springtown struck first with a, with a field goal and kind of led that first quarter that way. And it wasn't until late in the second quarter and on into the second half where Brownwood fi- finally started getting their stride and making things happen offensively. Uh, but that's exactly how he called it. Started off slow. Uh, it was going to be close at the half, and then uh, Brownwood was going to pull away in the second half, and that's exactly what happened. Well, it, it kind of got sketchy there for a minute, right? Because Brownwood pulled away in the, in the second quarter with that deal. They yep. went into the half with the lead, got the ball to start the second half, turned the ball over. Springtown got some momentum going with them, and we're thinking, yeah. uh-oh, we're fixing to have a football game, and we did. And then Brown wanted to say, oh, I call, man, what a quarterback. Played an excellent, excellent football game. Uh, calling the signal caller, threw the ball well, ran the ball really well. And, uh, you know, it it wasn't an Ike Hall show completely. No, it wasn't. It probably was not his – it wasn't his best game statistically, but I bet you it was one of his best games as a game manager and – uh, really being a leader on that team uh, because you could see that he was really uh, into the football game and really, you know, not trying to put the whole game on his shoulders, but was using his team as a whole. And that whole team fell in right behind him, right? It was it was a collaborative effort on both sides of the ball for the Brownwood Lions. And um, you could tell that they are they're hungry. They want to give back. Uh, to that traditional Brownwood Lion football style of getting into the pl- deep into the playoffs, uh, trying to get back to that state championship level uh, caliber, and uh, they showed it against Springtown. And uh, it's going to be a knockdown dragout when they face Decatur in the next in this next round. Yes, it is. And you talk about traditions. We're going to talk about traditions when we come back right after this here on the Five Ninety Sports Show. A lot more to talk about here as uh, we're just really getting warmed up. Uh, in this week's show here at Texas Podcast Media. Uh, you can find us at texaspodcastmedia.com. You can email us at info at texaspodcastmedia if you got something you want to throw down. Uh, shoot us an email. We'll be glad to get you set up. We're going to take a break here on the 59 n Sports Show. We'll be back right after this. Howdy, folks. Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936 972-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com and welcome back to the 590 sports show powered by texas podcast media and your good friends over at randy's rubs randysrubs.com it don't suck y'all get out there and get that gift pack i promise you you won't be disappointed and 
uh, Bullfrog Environmental. Let's not forget about those guys. And uh, got got a little something something working on those guys with some sweatshirts and Bullfrog Environmental for uh, the Five Nine Nine Sports Show. So uh, don't know what we're gonna put on it. Don't know if we're gonna put the hot box or leave the we we'll see you at the game or or whatever. But we are in the hot box here on Monday night every Monday night recording our podcast and uh, throwing it down. But uh, Trent. We talked about it. I, I I made a post on social media, and it's absolutely went stupid viral. Uh, Texas my, viral. Texas viral. Yes, as, as we put it, as we put it this morning. Yeah, Texas viral is what it is. So I was I was looking at it a while ago, and and I just wanted to kind of see the stats of where this thing is. It's had a hundred and or one point six k likes. And 194 shares since I posted this Friday, but right before kickoff. And right. the cool deal was go to 590 Sports on Facebook. You can go there. You can go to texaspodcastmedia.com. Click on the 590 Sports Show tab. I put it there as well. Scroll down. You'll be able to see it. But uh, the Brownwood football team, whenever they showed up to – Crowley ISD stadium on their, on their charter buses. They got off the bus and, and walked out onto the field and and we were watching the PNG game. Right. And everything just kind of stopped when they walked out, they walked from one end of the field to the other. And, uh, which is pretty normal, right? Most football teams kind of do that. They walk out there, they look at the field, they look at the field. But the cool thing, it's like a pregame ritual that they do. And yeah. Yeah. The coolest thing about it was, is every one of them were in khaki pants, white shirt, tie, and a maroon blazer for Brownwood. Every football player was. And so they walked out there and, and walked to the north end zone and then back to the goal line of the north end zone, kneeled down, took a prayer, and I took a picture of it. And I put it on social media, and it's just absolutely went, like you said, Texas viral. And uh, probably the biggest post I've ever had on social media with with that amount of following, with the amount of shares and all that good stuff. So go check it out and share it. We want to get up to like over like 250 shares. So my point being in all of this is, is like, this is tradition. It's one of the things that I've always talked about and, and looked at, and I've said it around Cold Spring and, and stuff. Whenever I was going to school in, in junior high, and then I remember in high school, you know, game day, you wore a button-down collared shirt and a tie. And I don't think, I can't remember if they made us wear khakis or, or if we could wear just our regular blue jeans, but we were going to be in a button-down shirt with a tie on there wasn't no wearing your jersey um, through the hallways or anything like that you know the football team the basketball team on the boys side i can speak for and i this was in new caney that's what we had to wear that's what we represented you know and, and they expected the athletes to be a step above of what everybody else was you, you follow what i'm saying oh yeah and that's that's something that uh, has kind of got lost over time. I mean, like you said, the 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 normal over the last, I would say, probably two decades uh, was more wearing the jersey 
uh, and walking around all day at school and so on and so forth for the majority of football teams around the state, uh, or at least that's what I've seen. There are, out, there are some out there, obviously, that made some comments on your post that would disagree that more that more do that. But this was the first time that uh, you had been able that you've seen a team walk out in a blazer, uh, collared shirt, tie, and, and khakis. Uh, at least since we've been doing playoff games, uh, and since you have, and uh, you know that's that's something that the Brownwood Lions have been able to uh, ingrain in their tradition and have been doing it for a very long time. They've been doing it ever since um, I was going to school uh, for sure. Maybe probably even before that, from my understanding. Um, but I, I actually went to school. It was 10 miles up the road from Brownwood, which is one of the reasons why we were at this football game. I was there for Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, it was a two and a half hour drive for me, a three hour drive for you. So, I mean, it was kind of a, a, a given and a, Big thanks out to, you know, Texan Live and, and Ashley Pickle and all those guys over there for giving us the opportunity to do this football game and be able, being able to witness this type of tradition. And uh, But the real, the real reason that it has gone, you know, Texas viral, your post, is because, you know, that kind of tradition is lost in today's youth. And to be able to go out there and look sharp and then also be respectful of the game and just the overwhelming support that people have shown on the comments that just shows how much that is well liked and how much we need to get back to that type of tradition. No, I agree with you a thousand percent. And, and I go back and I've surprisingly, and I was telling you this before we, before we started recording, but I've had several people reach out to me via messenger, you know, on social media, on Facebook and stuff after making this post, sending me some articles and stuff. And I took some pieces out that kind of really stood out to me that coach Burnett put in And this. And I've learned a bunch more about the Brownwood lines through all of this. And, uh, it's, it's a God thing in my opinion. Right. And, one, my passion for high school football, but yet two, being able to get this stuff and, and seeing, you know, those kids take a knee at the end zone and say a prayer and everything else that really builds a lot of hope and faith in my heart. Uh, but so this, this, this is all coming from a newspaper article uh, or that was printed online that, that I'm going to quote. And it, and it says tradition to me, this is coach Burnett, uh, Barnett talking it says tradition to me, is the lifestyle. It's the walk. It's how you do what you do. Coach Burnett said, I want our kids to take ownership and pride in who they are, who they are and where they are from. Tradition is the community. And there's, that's pretty powerful right there. In my opinion. Absolutely. And it goes on. It says the old look of the program will be returning to our, to the field as well. But it's not just a stylic change for appearance sake. Coach Barnett says, I want people to relate. I want our kids to understand the roots. I want the dad to relate to the son. And I think a lot of a lot of it is the image. We talk about culture. We talk about history. We talk about Coach Wood. But there's no bridge between Coach Wood and our kids today. They walk by these statues out there and they're 
there's not a ton of meaning to them. And because I don't know that anybody put any meaning to it because they're not from here, not knocking those other guys, but this is where I'm from and these are the roots. So what I didn't know was Coach Burnett went to school there in Brownwood, graduated from there. And and what I'm fixing to read is I learned through all of this stuff that was sent to me was his brother won a state championship playing football there. They moved from Brownwood. His family did for two years. And he was like, he did not think that he was ever going to get that opportunity to win a state title under those coaches like his brother did because they moved away. They moved back. He didn't win a state title, but yet he graduated from there. And now all of those traditions that he had whenever he was an athlete there at Brownwood, he is rolling straight back into these kids where many of their parents played football, you know, and played sports. Uh, So, and and he specifies in this article, he's not just talking about football. He's talking about anybody who puts on a Brownwood uniform, having that pride and that tradition. Says right. It goes on to say, almost on the verge of tears several times during this interview, Coach Burnett blames it on the lack of sleep. That is possible, but it's also quite likely due to an overwhelming scene of pride and respect for the position he has been given. The history of the Lions football program is very real to Burnett as he talks about his time as a player and what it means to, to be the head coach of a storied team. And... um uh, he goes on to say, I would never put myself in the same sentence as Gordon would, but I have the same opportunity to make an impact on the kids like he did. Coach Burnett, uh, Coach Burnett said, I think I can do a lot of that. And if I do, the re- if I do, the rewards will come and they will come from 25 year old men uh, that went through the program and want their kids to go through the, go through the program. So it, really good. And, and, I could go on and read a lot more on that, but you know, it's just bringing that tradition back alive and, and well, rebuilding to a left. Yeah. Rebuilding that kind of rebuilding that and, and, and instilling it for further years down the road. Right. And uh, just to elaborate for, for those listening uh, and while we're, we're kind of going over Brownwood's uh, tradition history and then that interview that, Coach Burnett said, who is the coach now and AD for the Brownwood Lions, he refers to uh, Coach Gordon Wood quite a bit. And for those who don't know Coach, coach Gordon Wood, uh, one of the most winningest coaches in Texas high school football history, 393 total wins. I think that's fourth uh, overall in the, in the history of uh, overall for coaches. Um, and also uh, tied for the most state championships with nine. Gordon Wood won two of them with Stanford. Uh, I believe back in the uh, f- late 50s or somewhere in that at range. I have to go back and look, but he wore, won two with Stanford, and then he won seven uh, with the Brownwood Lions. So and he's, he's the, one of four coaches that won state championships in two different decades in two different programs. Right, right. And that's, uh, you know, so Coach Gordon, Gordon Wood, I mean, the, the stadium there in Brownwood's named after him. Um, the, the the deep roots of, of football – trace back to that and those seven, seven state titles uh they got seven stars on the on the flag that they that they use during their games uh that's that's what it stands for also 
Uh, like I said, I grew up, you know, 10 miles down the road and I heard about Brownwood Lion football my entire life. And, um, you know, it's it was a really a bucket list football game for me to be able to do uh, this past week. And uh, it was a pleasure doing it. I mean, and growing up in a football family, you know, even my my grandfather, Graham uh, Hart, coached in May, which was also just right up the road from Brownwood uh, during that same era, won a state title uh, coaching six man in, for the May Tigers. And uh, even then, uh, during all of that, you know, that was going on, we still heard about Brownwood Line football. And, uh, you know, it's, it just, it's a, it's a great tradition and they, uh, they celebrate football over there. Like, you know, nobody you would ever think of, uh, in the state of Texas. And, uh, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's a fun story and it was a fun uh, game for us to be able to do this past Friday. No, it really was. I had no clue what I was getting into, honestly. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I should being, have warned you a you, little bit more. You should have. And you kind of, halfway tried to Trent, but I, I just, I was like, okay. And you know, I, not to sound like I've, I'm, I'm great or anything like that. Cause I'm not, but I've done so many games. You know what I mean? It's like you go to a game and it's like, it's, a, it's really at the end of the day, it's another football game. It's the way I kind of look at it. I love football. I love high school football. I love high school sports. And, and, I, I have a huge passion for it and, and I, the traditions that like PNG, right. What they do there. And, and now going up there to doing this game, wasn't expecting to see what I seen and, and being able to see that. And it was something so small really and truly, but yet it was so big and so impactful. And I hope, and I pray that there's more coaches out there that's going to see that social media post and, or maybe listen to this podcast and, and, and hear what we're talking about the amount of support. When you start building tradition like that, the amount of community support you get, like I was reading on a post, uh, over the weekend where there was some businesses, two businesses that went in together and bought the ties, sponsored the ties for this week for the kids to wear that. That's like that, community support that all programs need and if you go back and you look at the successful football programs that are making deep runs year in and year out in the playoffs they have that community support so it's kind of like you just want to you want to i want to challenge those those head football coaches mads you know do what you got to do to get the get that community support right but be what you're talking about, right? And, and, and it goes such advertised. a long way. It goes such a long way. And this is for any team in any town in the state of Texas that, that uh, enjoys high school football. It goes a long way with these kids. Yes. Whenever they see the community involvement, when they see those stands full, when they see them cheering and when they see them, you know, just, uh, you know, marking on the, the front store windows with the, the, whatever their mascot is, you know, number one, all those good, that's, that's another tradition that I don't see near as often as I used to, yes. um, or the, you know, those type of things. And it, seeing that makes them believe because if the community believes the kids are going to believe, and then that transitions over into these, uh, these towns and these schools that have been able to do this year in and year out is because of that kind of support. I agree a thousand percent. And, and you, you hit it on the head right there and uh, they got to believe in themselves. And, and, you know, that was 
for uh, several years ago, that was something that you seen on a bunch of their warm up. Uh, their athletic gear was believe and, and, and stuff. And we got to get back to them believing in, in themselves and the community, believing in the kids and the program as well. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to backtrack and talk about something that happened Friday that we haven't mentioned yet. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to reveal that bucket list stadium that we're going to go to. You're listening to the five nine N sports show on Texas podcast media. We'll be back right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. And welcome back to the 590 Sports Show powered by Texas Podcast Media and your good friends at Randy's Rubs, randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Get that gift package online now. Go to randysrubs.com. They have a three-pack gift package. You pick the three you want. This is it, 13, get the net, and then their little sprinkles. Um, my sister called me the other day. She's like, which ones would you get? And I was like, are you buying them for me or are you buying them for you? And she said, well, I'm buying them for me. And I said, you do realize it comes in a gift box and they make great Christmas presents. So Randy's rubs coming in in a clutch for, if you need to get something for your dad, your boyfriend, your cousin's mother, maybe your, your mom's new husband that you don't really like, but you just need to get him something. I'm telling you, it don't suck. And then our good friends, Man, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I've been meaning to go over there to Randy's Rubs, uh, planning on doing a, a little special Christmas uh, prime rib, and I might have to go get me some of that uh, Randy's Rubs to try it out on that. Dude, you need to go to their TikTok and, and just scroll through. You'll spend like three days going through his TikTok channel and just watching the different recipes and stuff that he does. Uh, if he has a good prime rib one, I'm going to get him to send it to me and I'll send it to you. So I'll save you from having to go through a whole bunch of uh because I know y'all both cook on them little pellet smokers. So yeah, easy bake, easy bake oven. I, I'm cooking. Uh, so for Christmas, I'm doing a booty and stuff, pork loin, and then a regular pork loin, but I'm going to do it on the, uh, on my grandpa's pit. So that's what, that's what we're doing for Christmas this year. So I'm super excited. Uh-huh. So, so here we are. I don't know if this is going to be the final segment of the show, um, we just kind of shoot from the hip guys as, uh, y'all are listening here on the five nine nine sports show is, uh, like we'll kind of start putting some notes together and then we just kind of roll And in that whole last segment talking about Brownwood. I've thought about that all weekend long. It's, it's just something that's been on my heart and, uh, you know, being able to talk about that and express it other than, than what I read off with coach, what coach Burnett said in that article, that that's been really that was the only scripted stuff that we really have you know for the show is trent and i we're on zoom i'm in the hot box here at text podcast media transit home down in anawak 
And uh, we're we're doing all of this via Zoom, looking at each other through a little uh, inch and a half square on our computer monitors. But uh, we shoot from the hip. I mean, he Trent sharing his screen with me of what I'm looking at on the brackets, and I got a big TV up over my left shoulder that I can look at and and kind of see a little bit better. But uh, but anyway, we just shoot from the hip. So one of the things that we didn't talk about two segments ago that we we I meant to bring up in the Marlin game, the Marlin, um, who, who did they play again? Marlin and, um, uh, Tioga. Yeah. Marlin scores. No, Tioga scores. Remember this Trent? It, it was like in the third quarter, Tioga scores and Marlin's band is just rocking it. And, and they were, they were like super fun to watch with their little performance. Right. Okay. Stuff. Now I know where you're going. You, you know where I'm know going, going with this. this. Never- I've never seen this in, in, I mean, as, as far back as I can remember, I've never seen this, by the way. Go ahead. Dude, the white hat. The white hat says, Yeah. He walks over there, gets the band director's attention, and says, No, y'all are going to cut that out because <laughs> they could not hear because of that band in that north so end loud. zone. It was so stinking loud. It was crazy. I'd, I'd never seen that. So, Crowley ISD stadium didn't disappoint last weekend because we got two treats. One, we got the Brownwood treat, right? But two, we got the, we got the white hat that shut the band down because they were too loud, uh, in that end zone. I don't know if it was because the players couldn't hear and, or if it was because the officials couldn't hear each other through their earpiece, but nonetheless, that was, uh, that was kind of an epic point, uh, as yeah. we were there at Crowley ISD Stadium, and, and we elaborated on it a little bit. I want to give both of those officiating crews 100% props. Absolutely. We've talked about Tasso officials. I've read some forms where some other places uh, probably didn't have as good of officials as what we had there at Crowley ISD Stadium, but both of those crews, man, they, they did an excellent job. They worked their tail off, very clear on their communication, uh, as they was uh, signaling in with the penalties and everything else. So hats off to Tasso and the, that Dallas chapter, Fort Worth chapter, wherever they come out of, uh, on supplying two sets, not just one, two sets of really good ones, Tasso yeah. officials. So uh, I, I felt like either one of them crews, one of them crew, you could probably be watching them in Dallas here in a couple of weeks uh, as all of these teams are trying to get there. I know if I was a coach, they would get my vote to go. Well, I told you during the broadcast that uh, the officiating crews that we've seen in the playoffs so far have all been pretty good. I mean, they've they've done a great job in the playoffs of really calling uh, straightforward football games, and and like you said, the communication and the uh, you know not so many botched calls or not knowing where to spot the ball or, you know, things of that nature has not really existed. And like you said, there's there's been some reports of, of other uh, instances from around the state, but for the most part, it's been pretty positive. It, it really has been. And and those, like I say, those crews, I can speak for them, uh, did an excellent job and uh, hats off to those guys and, and got to give them props because Lord knows that you and I both, uh, through our broadcasting, we, we, we definitely – crush on them uh officials a pretty good bit so uh gonna run down let's talk about some regional final games that are coming up so got a little, got some really good ones and then we're going to talk about our bucket list stadium that we're going to go to this week 
So yeah, we'll make our way down there. Yeah. Looking forward to that. We're going to start up on the top of big schools, right? And, um, coming down to the final eight in Texas high school football is, um, you're looking at your top, top eight teams out of each region or out of the state, uh, playing to get down to the semifinals and then on into the finals. And, uh, we've got a lot of, a lot of really good football starting in six. A. you got, uh, out of region one, North Crowley, 13 and zero against Allen six and four, 1 PM kickoff Saturday at, uh, South Lakes dragon stadium over in region two, big game kind of in our area as uh, my wife's alma mater still in there making a run there in region two, but it's going to be short lived. Uh, Duncanville 11 and one spring Westfield 11 and two, 3 PM at round Rock Reeves stadium. Uh, that's a Saturday kickoff there. Uh, it would be a game that if we didn't have a rodeo to go to this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday, that's probably where I would go and take her just so she could watch her alma mater. But, uh, another big game, a rematch. Let's talk about this rematch. You you counted it up before we got on yeah. there. How many district matchups do we have in the regional finals? So from 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 six uh, A all the way down to two. I didn't count the uh, six man schools, but from six uh, A down to two A, there are eleven rematch games, district rematch games in the um, regional finals that this is, week. That is absolutely unbelievable and this game here that we're fixed talking about galena park north shore 13 and 0 against the the first 11 and 2 2 p.m saturday and they could have picked a better venue for this game uh at pasadena's veterans memorial stadium that that is a very rough stadium not user friendly they'd have been better been to that one so i i couldn't speak to it so i'm going to defer to you on that i've done a couple games there through the years i've done some cleveland games there and i've done a couple cold spring games there through the years i mean they would have been better going to barnett stadium on the south side of houston for this game versus going to pasadena uh, veterans memorial stadium i mean really and truly they could have just played it over there across the across highway 90 and it still would have been close to the same drive there at sheldon ce king stadium uh, that would have been, or even, and I haven't seen a game at Randall Reed. Have you? I have not. And, and we're fixing to go that through them all. Have, yeah. That wouldn't have been a, a bad choice either. I mean, it's not like they're traveling super far within the, uh, the, the Houston area, but, uh, no, the first game of 11 of district rematches going back, uh, to their first matchup, uh, North shore wins over, uh, a 61 to 35 that was during uh towards the end of uh a district, district play. play over there so yeah i remember that, that is going to be a you know there was a lot of there was a lot of people saying that this was a tascacita's year to beat north shore and this week who knows that might it might be they might have uh figured them out and uh might come out but it, it's going to be a great game to see over here in region three this may be when it matters right here yeah, know, exactly. district, it doesn't matter, but this may be when it matters. And then dropping down into Region 4, Lake Travis 11-2 and versus Austin-Westlake 13-0. and That's going to be played at the field there in Pflugerfield. Been to that stadium. Toby and I went last year and watched uh, Duncanville, watched Duncanville and uh, the Woodlands play over there. So uh, that game, they're going to have that place rocking uh, this weekend. Jumping over into 6A Division Two, we're just going to run through them pretty fast. Um, South Lake Carroll versus Trophy Club. South Lake Carroll 12 and 1, Trophy Club Nelson 13 and 0 Saturday at Arlington's Choctaw Stadium. Region Two, 
DeSoto, 12-0 versus Cedar Hill, 8-5 Friday at Dallas Kincaid Stadium. Uh, it's where that game is, 7 p.m. kickoff there. Look for DeSoto to roll through that one. Summer Creek versus uh, 12-1 versus Fort Bend Hightower, 12-1, Saturday at Cypress Fair FCU Stadium. Uh, I've done a game there. That's one that that you need to put on the list to go to. Oh, it is. As it is. we talk about bucket list stadiums, and we're getting to our big reveal for the bucket list stadium here on the podcast here in a few minutes. But in Region 4, Seablo Steel 12-1 versus Driffin Springs 11-2 Saturday at San Antonio's Alamo Dome, 7 p.m. kickoff for those two teams at the Alamo Dome. I mean, you almost go and you talk about Port, that Port Natchez Grove game. It's like you almost should have just went and played it down there. That way they could have filled that place up, right? So right. jumping into 5A Division One games, Abilene 11-2, Alito 13-0, Friday at Stephenville's Memorial Stadium. And uh, so that game there, 7 p.m. kickoff. Region 2, Forney versus Lancaster. Forney's 12-1, Lancaster 8-5, 7 p.m. kickoff at Rockwall's Wilkerson Sanders Stadium. Region three, AM consolidated thirteen or excuse me, ten and three versus Smithson Valley twelve and one Friday at Cedar Park's Compton Stadium. And then in region four, Corpus Christi Miller versus Brownwood Brownsville Veterans Memorial eleven and two Friday at Brownville's Sam's Stadium this uh next this week, this Friday night. <clears throat> excuse me. Jumping into five A Division two. Frisco Emerson eleven and two, Colleyville Heritage twelve and one. Friday at Frisco's Ford Center, and uh, that's one of them indoor stadiums that uh, we've we've talked about. And it used to be called the Star. Now it's now it's Ford the Ford Center, as uh, Jerry Jones gets all the good sponsors. Right, Region Two, oh, yeah. South Oak Cliff eleven and two, Lovejoy twelve and one. Three thirty kickoff Saturday at Arlington's Choctaw Stadium. We need to go to a game there. Yeah, we just yeah, it's, just it, go watch. I, it, my brother said that it's uh, it's pretty cool how they set that stadium up to host football games. Uh, you know, the old ballpark in Arlington is what it used to be, and uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to go see a football game there. I mean, that's probably got to be one of the coolest stadiums, other than the one we're going to this week. That's probably got to be one of the coolest stadiums to go do a, to to go watch a high school football game at. No one what that field was and what it is now that, that just kind of adds to it. It's kind of like back in the day when they used to go play at the Astrodome, you know, knowing that that's where the Astros played, that's where the Oilers played. And, and now you're playing high school football back in the nineties. That's, I mean, that was the place to go to. And uh, I remember cold spring playing there uh, several times. I've never did a game at the Astrodome. It was shut down before I started my broadcasting career. Big game, big game, five, a division two. PNG twelve and one Huntsville eight and five seven p.m. kickoff Friday night at NRG Stadium. This is who the you game. Taking? Before you even talk, who, I'm just going to put you on the spot. Who who are you taking? I'm going to say Huntsville's too young. I'm going with PNG, but it's going to be a tight That's one. Where I'm at. It's going to be a tight game. I think so. I wish Toby was here. Toby, Toby, I know where Toby's leaning. Toby's leaning towards Huntsville. Huntsville's young. And I'm going to say this. Huntsville's got three kids over there playing football for them 
uh, with the open districts and stuff the way it is over here where we're at, they got there's three kids that are starting for Huntsville that should be starting for Cold Spring. Oh, so, shots fired? Yeah, shots fired. Shots I, I'm just going to say it. Region 4. Okay. Yeah, so did you have PNG in that one? I've got PNG in a close one. I think by I think it's going to be a touchdown, touchdown football game. Yeah. That that's yep. kind of where I'm at. Region 4 San Antonio Piper 12 and 1 Liberty Hill 9 and 4 Friday at San Marcos Bobcat Stadium. I'm going with Liberty Hill in that one. Yep. Got to go with them those guys. Yep. 4A Division 1. I told y'all we was going to get through this fast. Game we talked about just a little bit. Team that we've talked about extensively uh, here on the 590 Sports Show, powered by Texas Podcast Media this week. Brownwood 12-1 and versus Decatur 9-4. and Friday at Waco's McLean Stadium. That's that's Baylor Stadium, right? I've, I've been to that stadium. Super nice facility. I really, really enjoyed it. We went a couple years ago. Watched two games there on a Saturday, and then during the day, and then that Saturday night, we went and watched Whitney play and uh, right outside of, of uh, Waco. So it was a lot of fun. Are you getting flagged? Are you getting summoned, Trent? I see you on the screen. Looking uh, the, back. The, the, the wife is, is home, came through the door. I was uh, turning around and then uh, acknowledging her presence is all. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just making sure. I mean, we're not – we're live, but not live, and, and uh, it's coming, right. though. The Facebook Live uh, podcast is. But uh, so anyway, um, this is going to be a big game for Brownwood, and I think if Brownwood can beat Decatur this week, and I think they can, uh, after what I've seen Brownwood do, they play as one. They're, they're big on the O-line. Uh, their D-line's just equally as big, and they win the battle in the trenches. They got a lot of pressure yep. on that Springtown quarterback last week. And uh, I think that that's going to play a big factor in this game against Decatur. So I'm going to go with Brownwood in this one. I think I do too. Um, not just for sentimental reasons. I just think Brownwood's a more put together team uh, overall. Um, if they happen to win this football game and we go down to the region region two game, Stephenville versus Anna, um, you know, those are two teams that uh, have been in the mix in the rankings all year long. Stephenville number five, Brownwood was number six, I believe. Anna want to say that they were number three or four two somewhere or three in somewhere that. in there because china springs was in that mix as well and got and right lost and, out uh, to anna if uh you know if if somehow stephenville were able to pull, pull out this game against anna would set up a very old rivalry uh between brownwood and stephenville and i'm talking about a rivalry that is pretty pretty bitter and, yes and it's it's uh I wouldn't say bitter. I don't. I, I would more say it's uh, more toward that tradition, right? Yes. It goes back a long way. Um, I remember the stadiums filling up for that particular game when they were in the same district back when I was going in school. So uh, it might set up to be a big one there. It very well may, and, and and it's a game that a lot of people are looking forward to or, or trying to count their chickens before they hatch that this game's going to show up. And it's like, where do you play that game at because it's going to sell out. In my well, yeah, because I mean, Stephenville and Brown—they're right down the road from each other. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, not. I mean, do you I play? Do you play that, minutes? Do you let Stephenville have it as a home game and play it at Tarleton, or do you make them travel and say, "No, we're going to go to Waco"? Uh, I have a feeling that they might try to move that either to Abilene 
or they yeah, they might they might end up going to Waco, but uh, I, San Angelo may not be out of the question either. One of those district rematches: Kilgore twelve and one versus Tyler Chapel Hill eleven and two in Region Three. This game's going to be played Friday night at Longview's Lobo Stadium, a stadium that I would like to go to, but not the bucket list stadium that we're going to this weekend. Not yet. Not yet. We're getting there. We're getting closer. So uh, this is going to be a tight game, and I know if Toby was here, I know who he's picking. He's picking Chapel Hill. Kilgore's beat Chapel Hill already this year. It's going to be. Right. It's hard to beat a team twice in one season. Uh, me and Toby's had this conversation off the air, off a podcast. It, it just, it really is, especially when you get to this caliber of football this deep in the playoffs. It really makes it even harder. Um, there's some teams. There's some teams that just play differently in the playoff than they do in the regular season, right? And Chapel Hill is that is team. One of those. Yeah, that's one of those teams that just kind of rise to the occasion. They do, and, and and they're peaking at the right time, and, and we've we've talked about that, and I, and they they are they're peaking at the right time. I think this is probably is equally a big of a matchup as what the PNG Huntsville game is, as far as crowd wise and and how the atmosphere of this I, this is a really really big game, and uh, totally looking forward to this. Dropping into Region Four, San Antonio Davenport ten and three versus Port Lavaca Calhoun nine and four, seven p.m. Friday at San Antonio's Alamo Dome, Friday night. So uh, Alamo Dome got a, a couple games uh, that they're rolling with, and uh, they're in uh, this weekend in the regional Brian, finals. Whoa, whoa, hit the wrong button. Dropping into 4A Division Division 2, Canyon West Plains, 12-1, Glen Rose, 9-4, 6 p.m. kickoff Friday at Wichita Falls Memorial Stadium. Region 2, big game here. Kilmer, 10-3, Carthage, 13-0, 7 p.m. kickoff at Friday's Tyler Rose Stadium. It's a historic facility they're playing this game at. And uh, one that I would like to go to, but not the bucket list stadium of the week. Um. Do you, you go on with Carthage? You act like you didn't hear I'm, me. I'm leaning. I'm leaning Carthage. I, I am too. I'm leaning. I'm leaning that way. But you know, something's telling me. Though I don't know what it is, but something's telling me that Gilmer might come out on this one. Man, you just—it's it, one of them deals. You just don't know. Uh, it because Gilmer's a story program in itself, right? Yeah, it is. It and, is. And Carthage, I mean, what they Maybe got? Maybe that's what's nine state titles right now. Yeah. So knows. That's crazy. Let's drop down to Region Three. Belleville thirteen and zero versus Jasper nine and four seven thirty kickoff, Woodford Stadium. Just like literally, it's thirty five minutes from my driveway, and we're going two and a half hours the other direction. I, I know, and that, you know, I, I'm looking at this game, and it was on the the request list, even though I knew that this was probably not going to be the game that we got. Um, I mean, a good stadium for this game, um, yeah. But uh, looking at it, I as much as I want to sit here and say, yes, I want to see Jasper continue this Cinderella story out of the being the being the three seed out of District Nine, uh, the the lone uh, wolf standing out of that district uh, come out on top of Belleville. 
I just don't see it happen. I think Belleville's too strong of a football team, uh, and Jasper's Road's probably going to end this week. It's interesting fact that's been that that I found. Belleville needs 64 points in each of its last three games to become the number one slot T offense in the nation all time to be on wow. the points leader. They need 66 points to be ranked in the top 100 for high school scoring offenses in the nation for all time. Is that not some that's and they run the ball 90% of the time. So Yeah, that's uh that's good stuff. Buddy of mine, <laughs> I don't know where you found that, but that's good stuff. So, uh, and then I got a buddy of mine, Shannon Taylor. He he's he's diehard Jasper. He's been real quiet all year long, and then last week he went to the Jasper game, and they won. They beat Quero. So he's going to be at Woodforce Stadium Friday night. I know he is. But we kind of went back and forth a little bit, and in uh, you know I've seen Jasper. I've not seen Belleville. Toby's seen Belleville, and I'm going by what Toby's told me. He said Belleville is legit, and he said I think Belleville can beat Carthage in the state championship game. That was a quote from Toby Tolist, OTT. I think Jasper's defense is good, but they're not great. I watched them against um, I watched them against Silsby. That was a tight football game. Um, I just feel like Jasper's going to be a little bit much for them, and uh, that's going to be the difference in that game. i got to go with Belleville on that one. Let's talk about this next one, a team that just never goes away. Wimberley, 13-0 versus Sitton, 10-2, 7.30 Friday at Vaughn Army's Southwest Legacy Stadium. So if Wimberley wins this game against Sitton, they're going to play the winner of the Jasper, Jasper-Belleville game. And I will go to that game, wherever it's at. That's where, don't don't put me on a broadcast list because I'm going to that semifinal game between Belleville and Wimberley. I'm just going to call it right now, just so you know. Okay. Sure. I'm I'm going to that game. So they're in 4A Division Two. Let's drop over to 3A Division One. Kind of roll through this as quick as we can. Uh, Paradise versus Brock in Region One. Storied programs, both of them, Friday night, kickoff, 7 p.m., Mineral Wells Rams Stadium. Region 2, Winsboro versus Malakoff, both teams undefeated, 13, 12-0, 13-0, 7.30 kickoff Friday at Forney's City Bank Stadium. Region 3, rematch, district rematch, Franklin, 12-1 versus Lorena, 11-2. Friday at Georgetown's Georgetown ISD Athletic Complex. And then in Region 4, Edna versus Blanco, Friday at Bastrop's Memorial Stadium. I've done a game at that Bastrop's Memorial Stadium, actually, a Cold Spring Wimberley game several years back. So the winner of that Franklin, I'm just going to go on a limb and say this the winner of that Franklin Lorena game will be playing in Dallas in two weeks. I agree, and I, I, I tend to think, and this is something that I said when the season started, was if anybody had a chance to beat Franklin, it was Lorena, and yes, I just feel wholeheartedly that it's Lorena's year to go to AT&T Stadium, maybe not necessarily to win it all. I mean, I, I feel like Region 3 is the strongest in the state yep. when it comes to when it comes to high school football teams in, the, in 3A. Um 
you know, it's hard to say that they're going to go out and, and win it all, but I feel like it's Lorena's year to go to Jerry's world. I, I think you could be right. You very well could be right. And I'm going to tell you, I feel like that we're not giving region one and region two enough out of this three, a level. Cause I mean, you got paradise and Brock paradise, 12 and one Brock 13 and, and three. That's going to be a really good game. And then you got Winsboro and Malakoff, both of those teams undefeated. So their semifinal matchup, I mean, I, I'm leaning towards Brock in that Region 1 game. That Region 2 game, I don't know which way to go. I, I, don't, I really don't. I'm, I'm, and this is not because of, of Mr. Joe Grimes up there in Winsboro, but I'm looking at the number of points that Winsboro has been able to put up this season. And I'm thinking that that is going to be the key of them be- beating Malakoff. Well, we're going to find out Friday night, kick off on that one. We're definitely a game we're going to be keeping an eye on up there at Forney. Uh, jumping into three, Division Two, Wall, 11-2, Canadia, 13-0, Friday at Lubbock's Pirate Stadium, Region 2, Jacksboro versus Gunner, both teams undefeated, Denton Collins Stadium, 7 p.m. Friday night, both teams 13-0, Region 3. Here we go. This is where we're at. 3A Division Two Bucket List Stadium, and a really kind of a bucket list game. Dangerfield ten and three versus Newton eleven and zero seven p.m. Friday at the Tomato Bowl. Yeah, this is a stadium that we we talked about early on that we wanted to go to, and you know, I didn't really know a whole lot about this stadium when we started talking about it and where we would like to broadcast from and. Once I started digging into it, I was like, you know what, man, that 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 stadium has a lot of history to it. Um, I think it opened like in 1940 or something like that, and then it was renovated here recently and uh, for 2019. Um, it it's uh, one of those stadiums that uh, it's got it's a brick facade to it, and uh, it's got some other uh, pretty cool aspects to it, and uh, we're going to get to see it this Friday night. Um, you know, we, we called a Newton game in the same round last year. It was a week earlier, but it was in the same round last year where Newton played Harmony in, in this round of the playoffs. Now we get to see him uh, play Dangerfield. Another story Both of program. these schools, yeah, both of these schools have a long history, uh, multiple state championships, uh, long playoff, long deep playoff runs, uh, multiple years, district champions, so on and so forth. So it's, it's going to be a great game for us to be going and covering uh, Anawak Sports Live, and, and Craig and I will be there. Free game's going to start at 6.30. Uh, be sure to tune in for that. Um, if any of you, if anybody's listening from Newton or Dangerfield, want to get your business out there, uh, email me at anawaksportslive at gmail.com or give me a holler, 409-527-2949. We'll get your business on there. It's very cheap advertising. Uh, we're not trying to break the bank here for for you guys to get uh, get out there and support your teams, but uh, yeah, six thirty uh, pregame show on the NFHS network. So huge, huge market that you're going to hit right is with with the sponsorship and stuff. And then I think we're going to for the pregame and halftime. I think we're going to jump on the Five Nine Sports Facebook page and do a live feed just through our halftime show and our pregame show as well so uh, that'll be a lot of fun if we can make all of that work out and then in region four Tidehaven 12 and 0 versus both 12 and 1 friday at victoria's memorial stadium uh there in 3a division two 2a division one 
Let's run through this real quick. Region 1, Stratford at Holly. Stratford 13 and 0, Holly 11 and 2, uh, 6 p.m. Friday at Lubbock's Lowry Field. Uh, Region 2, Toller versus Marlin. Game we're going to keep an eye on uh, as we did a game last week with Marlin. 12 and 1, Marlin 11 and 2, Thursday at Midlothian's ISD Stadium. Region 3, Garrison and Timpson. This is going to be a big game. This is another district rematch, I do believe. Friday at Nacogdoches, Bryce Field. And uh, Timpson, 13-0. and 0, So that tells you who won in their district matchup. So uh, it's two-story programs and, and really good. Timpson's got that kid committed to A&M. Garrison's just a really good program and a story program over there. And then Region 4, Grenado and Referio. Grenado's 11-2, Referio 12-1. 7 p.m. Thursday at Victoria's Memorial Stadium. Uh, 7 p.m. Another district rematch. Yes. So, uh, and then jumping down into Region 2, or excuse me, Division 2, 2A. Who is this? Clardenden, the 10-3 and 3 versus Sun, Sunray, 11-2 Friday at Kenyon's Happy State Bank Stadium. Region 2, Albany 13-0, Collinsville 12-1 Thursday at Iowa Parks Hawk Stadium. Region 3, a game that I wish I could go to. David and Goliath, both teams undefeated at a stadium that I have done a game at several years ago in Athens, Texas, 7 p.m. kickoff, Bruce Field. Uh, Is this going to be the year that Love Lady knocks Mart off? I... I've learned long ago not to bet against Mark. <laughs> you and me both. Uh, and, uh, you know, my, my brother coached in this division for a very long time, and they've ran into Mark multiple times on their way to, uh, you know, Jerry's world. And, uh, it, like I said, I've, I've just learned not to bet against Mark as much as, as my heart wants to go to Love Lady and, and wants them to win. Uh, I'm going with Mart there. Man, I, I'm just going to stay neutral in this whole deal and say the best team's going to win. Uh, I, it, it's hard for me to pick against Love Lady, but it's hard for me to pick <laughs> against Mart. And, uh, you know, uh, my wife has family there in Love Lady. There's uh, several kids that used to live here in Cold Spring that their families have moved to Love Lady that rodeo and, and, and just really good kids that are playing football over there. Coach Jim Bird's over there um, as coordinator at Love Lady. He was an AD for a year here in Cold Spring, and uh, just absolutely love that guy. And uh, so, uh, I hope well, don't don't hate me. And if there's any Love Lady fans out there listening to us, don't hate me for for picking Mar by any means. I've been on that Love Lady train for for the last few years now, right? I mean, I've I've been a fan of of the Love Lady lines, so I just uh, I, I I can't I can't pick against Mar. That's the one thing I can't do, and it's not because I like them. It's just because of the, it's the what history they there that they've just been able to what what they've been able to do. No. Jumping into Region 4, so, and look, here's the deal. Playing playing the week after Thanksgiving is a victory in itself, right? Oh, yeah. Dropping Always. into Region 4, Fall City 10-3, and three, and uh, Chilton 12-1 and one Friday at Buddha's Sheldon Stadium. So uh, that's a rundown of all of the games in the area and where we're going to be at Friday night at the Tomato Bowl. In Jacksonville, Texas, I feel like we need to get some shirts made that says "I did a game at the Tomato Bowl." Maybe that'd be some pretty cool stuff with that. the Five Nine N Sports and then uh, Anawak Sports Live. Just uh, get a couple shirts made so that way we can have them. So uh, 
a pretty cool deal. So, man, a lot of good stuff going on uh, this week here in the regional finals. And a lot of good content, a lot of good stuff on this show this week. I think it's probably one of the better ones that we've put out uh, content-wise with what's all out there. And, uh, and man, it's it's been good. Drawing closer and closer, and it's uh, going to be over before we know it, and uh, we'll be we'll, t- we'll start talking about some basketball before long. Yeah, I, I know, and I feel bad. We should have probably already started about basketball, but I mean, whenever you're doing an hour and a half, two hour long show talking high school football in the playoffs, it makes it a little hard, you know, to uh, squeeze that basketball in. But we are going to be talking basketball as we progress on through the season, get through Christmas, and uh, pick back up in the New Year's uh, here at f- the 590 Sports Show and Texas Podcast Media and NYX Sports Live. We are going to talk high school basketball. We don't know a bunch, but we know enough to get ourselves in trouble, and that's what matters. So that's going to be a wrap for us here this week. We will get in trouble. Yeah, definitely get in trouble. So uh, I smell Mama cooking down there in the kitchen, and uh, it looks like Christmas downstairs here at the house. And uh, as you come up to the studio here at Texas Podcast Media, so we're going to get down there and get our grub on here in a little bit, do some editing, get this thing up on on the uh, interwebs. So uh, for Trent Hart over there at Anawak Sports Live down there in Anawak, Texas, I'm Craig Earl with Texas Podcast Media and the 590 Sports Show. We will see you at the game. Howdy, folks. Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com.